It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., it is September the 11th, and we are recording this at about 3.32 Central Daylight Time. Yeah, or is it standard? No, it is daylight time. I thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up on the show, we're going to talk about the brand new Thunder uniforms. We got a glimpse of the new city uniforms, which already, I will tell you, they're an upgrade over what the Thunder had last year, but that was not my initial thought. I will tell you what my initial thought is. And ultimately, what this uniform means. Watching the Thunder not only embrace part of Oklahoma culture, but more importantly, what it means for us as the fans. As uh, things start to take shape, we'll just put it that way. In segment two, we'll talk about Udonis Haslam about to re-sign with the Miami Heat, or officially re-signing with the Miami Heat for a one-year deal, spending his 16th season in that organization. He is a hometown guy, and I'm going to speculate a little bit on when the Thunder get their first hometown guy to sign, and is that really something maybe as fans we want, do we not want it, and what it will be like for that guy at the end of his career, or if he unfortunately has to leave a little bit early. And then finally, we will wrap things up talking about the most dramatic headline on Pro Basketball Talk today about the San Antonio Spurs. And could this team possibly be a dark horse in the Western Conference? My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, as well as News Radio 1000. KTOK. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I am a credentialed member of the media. Very excited to get to year six because I believe this is going to be one of the most critical years in Oklahoma City Thunder history. 
And if you like what you hear, I would ask you to go to LockedOnThunder.com, check out the archive podcast, as well as video and audio from players and coaches. Yesterday, we got a look at the brand new city uniforms. As a matter of fact, my boss, Greg Merrick, showed them to me while I was at my son's JV football game last night in Mustang. So he said, hey, here's what they look like. And when I see stuff on Twitter, I, usually I question it because is that real? And we've seen we've seen uniforms come out before. Like somebody will always inevitably put together a Nike uniform template and have all the uniforms of either NBA or NFL teams and then you get excited and then you find out that it's not true. Well, these were true. And when I first saw it, my initial reaction was, yuck. I didn't like it very much at all. I, I thought the the blue wasn't, it wasn't thunder blue enough. I didn't like the lettering on it. It just, it wasn't sitting well with me. And then I looked at it again. Started to look at it a little bit more, started to look at some of the more intricate details, which you should know. And I think this is very, um, very poignant to point out, is that it really has, it has a Native American design, some Native American features to it, which makes it that much cooler. Because it's just one more thing that the Oklahoma City Thunder are doing in embracing the culture, not just of Oklahoma City, but of the state of Oklahoma. And the Thunder do an excellent job of PR. And I don't know of any team in the NBA, I don't know, maybe you live in Memphis and can say, hey, the Grizzlies do this, or maybe you're an Orlando Magic fan, or wherever you're listening, but the Thunder have done an excellent job since they've come down to Oklahoma City from Seattle and making sure they ingratiate themselves to the fan base. And one of the ways they do it is by embracing culture, and these uniforms are another example of it. Um, I, I would try to describe the uniform. I really would try and describe all the intricate detail that is on this uniform, but I think you would be better off either going to the Thunder website, which I haven't looked at to see if they're on there, but they're definitely on News OK, and Eric Horn has a picture of what the uniform's going to be like. And ultimately, I would say it's an upgrade over the city uniforms of last year, which were gray. I liked the lettering on the city uniform. I thought the OKC looked really good on a t-shirt. They grew on me after a while, but ultimately, it wasn't anything I ever really embraced. And I'm glad that the Thunder will be getting rid of those uniforms and adopting these uniforms. The other thing I love about them is the three letters OKC, and I have been adamant since the Thunder have moved to Oklahoma City to get rid of the word Thunder on any of the uniforms and have all the uniforms say either Oklahoma City or OKC, sort of like the Knicks. And part of it is when you listen to people talk about the Thunder on national television, any national broadcast, they never refer to them as the Thunder. They always refer to them as Oklahoma City or OKC. As a native Oklahoman, I love that. I, I love having the word Oklahoma or Oklahoma City just there up front more so than the name of the team, which is the Thunder. Uh, the other thing that I will say about these uniforms, and not only, I mean, do they do a great job of embracing culture and the Native American culture and celebrating part of the culture here in the state of Oklahoma, which we all embrace and is a very big part of our history, uh, 
But the big thing, to me, if you're asking me, when you start to see a uniform and it's September, what does it say to you? We're just that much closer to what is the most crucial season in Oklahoma City Thunder history. And if you think that it is anything less, you're kidding yourself. This is a major year for the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's a major year for Billy Donovan to prove that not only was he a guy that could come in and take over for Scott Brooks, but he's a guy that can finally elevate the Thunder to the next level. And as far as the excuses go this year for Billy Donovan, they are less and less. I don't think Billy Donovan, even if this season isn't as successful as Sam Presti wants it, I don't think Billy Donovan gets fired this year unless it's disastrous. And by disastrous, I mean not making the playoffs and everybody stays healthy. That kind of disastrous gets you fired. But I think at least Billy Donovan will get at least one more year past this year because this is the first year that you've had a core of players, but the Thunder have definitely got to show improvement. The other thing that the Thunder are going to have to show for Sam Presti is that at the beginning of the year, they are constantly making progress. It might be okay to have a little lull starting October 16th when you go out to Golden State. Okay, I know we don't want them to have a lull, but if you have a lull against against Golden State, or even in the first couple of weeks of the season, that can possibly be excused because there are still some things you're trying to figure out and we don't know what Andre Robertson's health's going to be and when he's going to be back. Those are things you can forgive. But if Andre Robertson comes back soon, or let's say that Andre Robertson comes back in late December, even before late December without Andre Robertson, you've got to show that you're making progress and that when he comes back, you're going to be that force in the Western Conference. And the Western Conference is going to be a little bit closer than maybe a lot of people think this year. And it's going to be one of those conferences that is extremely competitive. Yes, you have Golden State, which will be the clear favorite and the runaway winner. But after that, two on down, it is not a given. It's it's not a given. As the closer we get, it's not a given for me that the Houston Rockets are that number two team. Oklahoma City has potential to be that number two team. The Utah Jazz have potential to be that number two team in the West. I heard sneaker reporters say this week he really likes San Antonio. We'll talk about them coming up in segment number three. But there are enough good teams. Portland could get their act together and be really good. You are talking about a dogfight night in, night out, where ultimately... One or two games is going to separate everyone. And even if that's the case with Oklahoma City, let's say one or two games separates them from the four spot and the five spot or the three spot and the four spot, okay? Whatever whatever the case may be, you can live with that as long as you can manage to win four games in that opening round of the playoffs and in the second round of the playoffs, make it a series, and I, that that has to be the, the that has to be the cutoff line. You must make it past the first round of the playoffs in order for it to be considered a successful year this year, barring some sort of injury. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment number two, Udonis Haslam re-signs with the Miami Heat. I'm going to put an Oklahoma City spin on it and talk about what happens when we finally get our hometown hero here in OKC.
NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Thunder is a daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast and it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network and it can be heard on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and Alexa. And if you would be so kind to go to iTunes and rate us five stars, we would be very appreciative of that. And thank you for your support of this podcast over the uh, last year or so, last few months, or actually ever since the podcast has been around. So for those who came before me and now, and hey, please listen to Locked On Sooners. It's out as well. Tomorrow on Locked On Sooners, just a preview, we'll talk about how Addison Gums is going to go play in the Pac-12. Uh, But today we talk a lot about Rodney Anderson, OU, Kyler Murray. It's all right there at Locked On Sooners. So Udonis Haslam signs a deal with the Miami Heat. And it's not a big deal. One year, $2.4 million. 16 years in the NBA. 16 years with the Miami Heat. And this is a kid or a guy. Guys, you play 16 years in the NBA. You're no longer a kid, no matter how old I am. But this is a guy that grew up in the city of Miami and is extremely entrenched, obviously, in that community and extremely entrenched in the organization that that is the Miami Heat. And just reading some of his quotes today, Udonis Haslam knows that his role is going to be limited compared to what he's used to having it and that he's just going to have to live with what the Heat are going to do. But it meant more to him to stay a part of that organization and stay a part of the town instead of go someplace and take on a bigger role or maybe go someplace and have an opportunity to make a little bit more money or maybe even be in better position to win a championship. And it got me thinking, what is going to happen when the Oklahoma City Thunder finally get a hometown hero? Because it will at some point. Now, I will tell you straight up, I am not for this at all. I really don't want to see the Thunder have a hometown hero. Because what ultimately I see happening, because inevitably this is the way it goes pretty much with any fan base, is you draft a guy out of OU or Oklahoma State, first and foremost, that somewhat divides the fan base. Because I, I really will tell you that I don't honestly know that Oklahoma State fans could embrace an OU guy playing for the Thunder, and I don't know that that OU fans could embrace an OSU guy. Although, pretty much OU fans did embrace Desmond Mason. Didn't seem to be a big deal that uh, Desmond Mason was here, and I know that a lot of OU fans wanted Tony Allen. I know that that was a big deal to have him come back, but you draft a kid straight out of college, okay? Then there's a little bit of PR work maybe to, to get the fan bases, either OU or OSU, to accept them, and then They start growing into a role. And if they're productive and they're the star that you think they're going to be, hey, that's great. And even if they're a bench player, they're coming off and they're producing, everybody's happy. But it's when that player doesn't produce is the key test of whether or not it was a great idea. Because nothing sucks more than having your hometown boo you, especially when you're from that hometown. 
And I've always had this philosophy that if you've got an opportunity to get out of your hometown, you should do so because for, for some reason, it just breeds success. I don't know what it is about staying in your hometown and having all these eyes on you and all these people know or have their own set of expectations, but when you go out, whether no matter what business it is, you just have an opportunity to make a name for yourself and then come back. I always felt like that was the better way to go. So I'm not exactly jacked up about it, and I would hate it. And as, as girly as this is going to sound, and I admit that this is to, just a total girl thing to say here, is that when that player gets booed or when he gets criticized, how is he going to take it? Especially when he's busting his butt day in, day out, doing his best, but for some reason it's not working out, and now he has to hear that criticism. There is part of me that thinks it would be a great story for somebody to start their career and end their career here, having been from the state, playing at one of the two state schools or Tulsa. But ultimately, I'm not really sure that that's what this organization needs. And if you look at the way that, that Thunder fans have embraced, yes, I'm going to say it, Kevin Durant from Texas, Russell Westbrook from UCLA, and, and Nick Collison from Kansas, Thunder fans have shown they really don't care where you went to college as long as you perform for them. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you very much for joining us. And yes, I did catch myself being hypocritical there. Coming up next in segment number three, can the Spurs really be a dark horse? We talk about that next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Locked on Sooners is out now as well. That's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. Check it out. Same with um, the Locked on Thunder podcast and all the podcasts in the Locked on Podcast Network. And make sure you go to LockedOnSports.com and take a listen to all the Locked on Podcasts that uh, we have. It's uh, the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day. So the most dramatic headline today in probasketballtalk.com was this. Spurs are on the precipice after trading Kawhi Leonard. Now, our good friend sneaker reporter, Travis Singleton, believes that the Spurs are the dark horse in the West. He really likes them. He likes the, the addition of DeMar DeRozan. He thinks that DeRozan and Petty Mills and you've got who else is on that team? LaMarcus Aldridge are all going to be able to... to basically come together and be a, a formidable team in this conference. And they may they may very well be. And honestly, when you think, just think about this for a second. Grab onto this. When is the last time you remember the San Antonio Spurs flying under the radar? Because that's exactly what they're doing right now. And ultimately, that may make them the scariest team in the West. I use the word may 
because I don't know how it's going to turn out, and I'm not bought into the Spurs. Plus, I've decided to die on this hill of Rockets, Jazz, Thunder as being the next three teams after the Golden State Warriors. So, hey, when you're going prediction, you can't put the Spurs in. But they just might be the most dangerous team in the West because nobody is expecting them to be that good. Everybody's expecting them to be that next level down from Oklahoma City and the Jazz to be maybe right there with the Portland Trailblazers, and that's going to be dangerous. It's going to be very dangerous because if the Spurs can fly into the radar, which Greg Popovich absolutely loves, they can just continue to go about their business and do things the way that they want to do it. And then the next thing you know, we're all looking up somewhere around March or April And we're noticing that this is the third best team in the West or the second best team in the West. And we're thinking to ourselves, man, how did we overlook them? So maybe we shouldn't. Maybe Travis did have a point that with all the pieces they have, getting rid of the headache that is Kawhi Leonard, getting rid of anything that can be even remotely considered malcontentment out of the locker room ultimately proves that the San Antonio Spurs knew exactly what they were doing and that the order in the West is going to be restored shortly with them being in the top three. For Oklahoma City, that's not a good thing. It's also not a good thing for Utah and everybody else. But let you know what? Let's just keep let's keep our options open. Let's just uh let, you know what? Let, let's all just <sighs> No, I can't do it. I still can't pick them to do it. Dark horse, maybe, but no, I cannot pick them top three in the West. But yes, they could be scary as as scary as hell. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. That wraps it up. We are going to take tomorrow off. We will be back on Thursday, Thursday and Friday for the weekend episode, but we take tomorrow off. And until Thursday, remember, everybody love everybody, especially today, man. Especially today, we need some ELE. And as always, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.